from iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case Roe v. Wade, starring Maya Hawke as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Secure our territory. Secure our turf. Because it's all our turf. Elite, Kenny and the Bucks, listen, this that undisputed, yeah, we here to shock the system. This a war zone going down on Wednesday nights. This a fight, this is NXT vs. Dynamite. Weekly battles, ratings shattered, this a revolution. This is change to what the game is used to doing. This is all about that dark and light contrast. Welcome to the Fight for Wednesday Night Podcast. Welcome back to the Fight for Wednesday Night I am Mike De Niro. Before we get into this big show, I want to thank all our fans from all over the world. Thank you for holding me down. Even when times are tough, times are never going to be bad because you guys got my back and we continue to push forward. Follow us on Instagram at WrestlingDeloreanPod. This is the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast and we are back after almost a month, well about a little bit more than a month. This has been a crazy, crazy, crazy month for me. I found out that I'm going to be a father. On top of that, I proposed to my girlfriend. She's now my fiance. She said yes. Very happy about that. But this month took a bit of a downturn for this podcast because we were on a roll every Monday, Fight for Monday Night, Raw versus Nitro. Every Thursday, we had Making an Impact. Every Wednesday, we had AEW, and every Friday, we had This Is Extreme, the ECW podcast, and this was the month where WWE switched over from the WWE Network to Peacock. You know, I was excited for it to see what that brings, but Peacock has not put up the full library of the WWE Network, which I understand. I'm not hating on Peacock. I understand why, you know? That's a lot of content. And it's not like they just dedicate the whole streaming service to WWE. There's a lot of content on Peacock for NBC products, or NBC productions, such as The Office, such as King of Queens, and all that other good shit. But my main problem is the content that I was watching on the WWE Network, I was unable to watch to do the podcast because it is no, it's not available on Peacock. So it kind of put... 
a damper on what I'm doing. I'm still trying to figure out what I'm going to be doing going forward. I've tried VPNs. If anyone has a good VPN that could get me the WWE Network elsewhere so I could continue doing the Fight for Monday Night and This Is Extreme, please hit me up. Let me know. Now, some of you may be asking, well, that explains why we haven't had the wrestling, the WWE and ECW podcast, but what about the TNA Impact podcast? You know, making an impact is not on Peacock, is it? All right. The problem with that is I had an issue logging into the making it, well, making an impact, the Impact Plus app, and I was unable to watch the product for Impact to be able to do the podcast. So I know it sounds like excuses, but for some reason, my IP address was unable to log in to the Impact Plus app. I've been in contact with Impact Plus. It's been a slow battle with them, but thankfully, we rectified the sit. Well, they rectified the situation. They did everything they could to help me out, and I'm very thankful for Impact Wrestling. Thank you very much, Impact Plus, for allowing me to, you know, continue doing what I'm doing. I appreciate you guys rectifying the problem, and I will be starting. Thursday, I will be bringing to you Making an Impact once again. If you remember where we left off, we were we were on the road to Turning Point 2005. We are going to be talking about that episode, well, that pay-per-view, Turning Point 2005 for TNA, Stack Show, Samoa Joe versus AJ Styles, Team 3D versus AMW tables match, Rhino versus Jeff Jarrett. We have just an extremely stacked show. Sabu versus Abyss in... A barbed wire massacre. Really stacked show. You'll be hearing all about that this coming Thursday. Like I said, the scheduling has been a little off. I know you're getting this podcast. It's supposed to be on a Wednesday. But I guess better late than never. I'm doing this podcast to explain the situation to everybody of what's been going on. Why this whole podcast has been on hiatus. And why I have been, you know... Not making episodes. So, this is an AEW review. Usually you get these on Wednesday after AEW. Obviously, it's not Wednesday. It is Friday. But starting next week, every Wednesday after AEW, you will be getting Fight for Wednesday Night. The Thursday after, you'll be getting that episode of Making an Impact. Now, a lot of you may be asking, what does that mean for Monday? What does that mean for Friday? We have not figured out what we're going to be doing. I have a lot of ideas. I have a lot of different cool things that I think that you guys would really enjoy. We'll see what happens. If by this weekend I cannot get a proper VPN to watch the WWE Network in a different country so I could continue watching Nitro, Raw, and ECW Hardcore TV, then... We will be announcing on Sunday night, going forward, on Mondays and Fridays, what those episodes will be, what those new shows will be coming to the Wrestling DeLorean podcast. It will be of the same format, and it will be a trip down memory lane. I know nostalgia sells, and that's what we're going to continue doing, so stay tuned for that. If I don't find out by Sunday night that I could continue on with the Fight for Monday Night and This is Extreme... And those shows are going to go on hiatus until that content's on Peacock. And I will be doing something that is going to be really cool 
in its place, and I'll make that announcement Sunday night. So make sure you follow on the Wrestling DeLorean Pod on Instagram for all that information and a lot more. We're going to be more active on that account. You know, we, you know, transparency, that account has been up and down. We we haven't been doing our best work on that, but we are going to be coming through and we're going to be more vocal and be more present on our Instagram account. So follow it at Wrestling DeLorean Pod. A lot of cool things that are to come. I'm working with some cool companies that want to sponsor on this podcast. That should be coming very soon, so I'm very excited about that. And the prospect of a Patreon for really cool content will be coming soon. So stay tuned for that. But let's get into the show. Finally, we're going to be talking about AEW Dynamite from April 22nd, 2021. Last week's show was a big, big deal because it was the very first Dynamite unopposed by NXT since NXT moved to Tuesday nights. AEW got a big number in the ratings. They got a 1.2 million viewers, which is outstanding. I'm so happy for that. This week's show, a little bit of a drop, 1.1 million, but still over a million. I am very happy for that. AEW's been on a roll. Hopefully, it continues. Hopefully, they continue to stride. Because what I notice is AEW goes on this little streaky, they're a little streaky, basically, where you'll have two, three shows in a row that's freaking phenomenal, and then you'll have two, three shows in a row that's too comedy-driven, a little hokey, too independent, if you ask me, and does not belong on television. So I'm really hoping that AEW continues to be on this path because I think that now you have more... Room to work with. You can let the shows breathe. You're not competing head-to-head. So here you can really just let the shows breathe. So hopefully, like I said, AEW learned a lot from their war with NXT. But now it's a new chapter. Let's see what steps you make to make this product even better than what it is. But this episode, really good. This episode was phenomenal, actually. There was... One thing that I noticed about this episode was there was no tag match. And if you know, AEW loves to throw at least three, four tag matches on each episode. They like to get a lot of people on the show. So I think that it was interesting that we had a bunch of one-on-one matches here. But let's get into it. Opening matchup, we had Absolute Ricky Starks versus Hangman Adam Page. And this was a really good way to start out the show. I wish there was a crowd there. I think the crowd would have ate this match up. Hangman Adam Page is still kind of lost in the shuffle, even though he's number one in the rankings. He has been destroying all opponents, everyone in his path. They have to feel the wrath of Mr. Cowboy, the Cowboy shit. Adam Page has been doing his thing. It seems like he's going to be feuding with Team Taz here. Really good match. He, he drops Starks on his head, which looked a little vicious there. At the end, Adam Page gets the win. Taz calls out Hangman. He calls him Lucky. Then Taz's son, Hook, he attacks Adam Page. This leads to Brian Cage coming out and joining the attack. Which I'm a little confused about because a couple weeks ago it looked like Brian Cage was going to be turning babyface. Now he's still a heel. I don't know. They do that a little too much where they tease a little something, but then they just totally drop the storyline. But anyway, the Dark Order makes the save. I still don't know where the Dark Order and Adam Page is going. They have good chemistry, but they just don't fit. You know, the gimmicks just don't fit. I think the comedy chemistry that they have on BTE is good, but if you ask me, Adam Page is not... Dark Order material. I feel like Adam Page is a, a loner cowboy who does things for himself. Dark Order, ever since the passing of Brody Lee, R.I.P., 
they've been a little lost in the shuffle also. So I don't know if they're just trying to make something work here or see, like, throwing shit at the wall, see what sticks. But we'll see what happens with that. Next up, we got Pentagon Jr. versus Trent Beretta or Trent. Which, by the way, was hilarious when Justin Roberts called him Trent because of the question mark. <laughs> which led, uh, which led JR to be like, why is there a question mark? But, you know, JR's a little old school, so we won't let him rock. Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Sir, I graduated the top quarter of my class. We, we just, just don't have a spot for you. Starring Maya Hawke as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. My chief qualification being, I'm uncontroversial. You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court? Politics. Damn right. This may be the longest of shots, but it's also the last chance for a lot of women. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. I'm trying to get you to stand for something, man. Now go to it. Listen to Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. This was a pretty good matchup until the end. We had uh, Pentagon's uh, translator, Alex Abrahantes. I think I said that right. Uh, Abrahantes. If I didn't, I apologize. And I should be knowing how to say this. I'm Hispanic. Like, if I can't say that name, then, you know, what the fuck? But anyway, we had Pentagon versus Trent. At the end, He Ab- Alex gets on the mic. He starts taunting Trent. He starts taunting Sue, which leads to Trent to go after Alex, which leads to Orange Cassidy to get involved, which leads to Pentagon to take out Orange Cassidy and then pin Trent Beretta. Pentagon picks up the victory here. This match was okay, you know. By the way, I gave Ricky Starks and Hangman Page three out of five stars. This one I gave a one star. Good action until the ending. Really good matchup, but the ending kind of soured if you ask me. Next up on the show, we got a sit-down interview with J.R. J.R. I don't know why I said it like that. J.R. <laughs> with good old J.R., he has a sit-down interview with the Pinnacle. MJF was just gold here. He he cut a freaking scathing promo on the Inner Circle saying that he doesn't want to be Jericho. He wants to have Jericho's spot. He said that when Jericho was his age, he was curtain-jerking on TV where MJF is the main event. At this age, he already has a pinfall victory over uh, Chris Jericho. This was just money. I can't wait for Blood and Guts. Now, let's talk about Blood and Guts. I'm hearing that Blood and Guts is a one-show match. AEW Dynamite's two hours, so to have a two-hour event and one match, I know, I don't know if they're going to do a longer intervals between participants entering the ring, but it just seems like 
you can't throw another matchup on there? <laughs> but regardless, I'm extremely excited for Blood and Guts. I just say I'm a little hurt and upset because I originally was supposed to go to Blood and Guts in the Prudential Center last year, but then, you know, the pandemic hits the world and everything gets canceled. I was hoping that they were going to hold off on a Blood and Guts match until they come back to the Prudential Center, but it seems like they're going to go with it now. And quite frankly, I don't blame them. They have to continue pushing forward. They can't just stop and pause all their ideas. So, back to the show. Really good promo here by the Pentacle. Next, we get an absolute amazing title match between Tay Conti and Sheeta. And this was just phenomenal. Tay Conti is money, and Sheeta has been a great champion. I really thought there was points in this match where I thought that Ty Conti was going to get the upset victory and win the AEW Women's Championship on the show. She, everything looked so crisp and everything looked money. Like, they looked like they were really building up for Ty Conti to win the vic- get the big victory here. I really enjoyed this matchup, and I think that the women's division in AEW has been stellar lately. Ever since that big matchup between Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker, I think that it really is showing that they are taking the next steps in making this division elite, no pun intended. So I am excited to, well, I was really excited that this matchup was as amazing as it was, to be honest. This was my matchup of the night. I thoroughly loved it. I gave this four stars. Taikansi is a future champion. Mark my word, she will hold that title one day. I don't know how she slipped through the fingers of the evil empire, but, you know, everything happens for a reason. She was not getting the opportunities that she was bestowed upon here in AEW. So, great to see her here in AEW actually mattering on the show and having a spot like she's in now because she is living up to the position and the opportunity that she was given. End of the story, though, Sheeta wins the matchup. Britt Baker comes out, she shows that she is now number one on the rankings, and we are finally going to get Britt Baker versus Sheeta for the world title. If you remember early on in the pandemic last year, it was Britt Baker versus Sheeta, and that's the match where Sheeta broke Britt Baker's nose, and Britt Baker was gushing blood all over, and she had that really cool visual with the t-shirt. They haven't fought one-on-one since. I'm really excited because Britt Baker grew so much as a opponent as a participant, as a overall character, and as a great wrestler in the last year. So I think getting Britt Baker versus Hikaru Shida at this point is going to be probably one of the biggest women's matches in AEW. I hope they hold off to double or nothing. We shall see. I'm excited about that. Next, we get Miro. He's backstage. He's calling out all the champions. This is the Miro I wanted to see. A Miro that is angry and wants gold. No more, you know, no more comedy crap. No more stupid video games. Let's 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 get back to business, you know, Miro. Let's get back to business, boy. <gasps> Next on the show, Tony Schiavone comes out. He brings out the Inner Circle. The Inner Circle had an amazing interview that they are calling the Immortal Promo last week on the Pinnacle. This week was another great interview. Chris Jericho is just going off on MJF. He calls him my jerk friend. My jerk-off friend. Jack-off friend. Jerk-off. He calls him something. He calls him something that's unsavory. Also, we got other people on the mic here. They got to shine. We got 
Sammy Guevara was broken Spanish. We got Santana calling them bitches. Really good promo. I cannot wait for, like I said, this Blood and Guts match is going to be really, really good. I think that there's going to be a lot of bloodshed, though. Next, we got a rare appearance on Dynamite of the one Billy Gunn, Mr. Ass, the smoking gun. (laughs) I always love... I always love when I do one of my old podcasts. Well, when I do a podcast about an old show, like, for example, a couple weeks ago, I did the podcast on the Raw Bowl from 1996, including the Smoking Guns. And I was saying how Billy Gunn, you know, looked money in that matchup. And then it is 2021. It is 25 years later. And we got Billy Gunn in... In a pretty, you know, meaningful matchup here on AEW Dynamite. And gosh, the guy doesn't age. He looks amazing for his age. His body's still, you know, built. He he really looks good in this matchup. QT Marshall, though, wins the victory. The right guy went over, unfortunately. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of QT, but I am interested to see where they go with this Tony Soprano-type gimmick that he has. I do like his group, The Factory. I want to see more of a... Of Anthony Agogo. I was really excited to see him finally get his uh, in-ring debut last week. But yeah, QT picks up the victory. They attack Billy Gunn and the Gun Club, which leads to Dustin Rhodes coming out and making the save. We got two Attitude Era legends here, Dustin Rhodes and Billy Gunn, teaming up next week to go against the Factory. We got an interview with the Elite there in their tour bus. Kenny Omega, Don Callis. The Young Bucks, the Good Brothers, they're all dressed real sleazy. They're all dressed real, quote-unquote, rich. They're talking shit. And all of a sudden, John Moxley and Eddie Kingston pull up with a truck. They jam into the trailer there. They fight off. Well, they go looking for the Elite. And the Elite, they scour off. I love the chemistry between John Moxley and Eddie Kingston and I think that we are building to John Moxley and Eddie Kingston versus the Young Bucks at double or nothing for the tag team champions. I think that's going to be a phenomenal matchup. Great to see Moxley and Kingston on the show. Next, the co-main event, we got Powerhouse Hobbs, the rookie versus the veteran Christian Cage. This was a really good matchup. I thought that this matchup was better than Christian Cage's matchup against Kazarian a couple weeks back. Christian Cage looked like he shook off a lot of the rust. And he looked money in this matchup. Him and Powerhouse Hobbs had great chemistry. Powerhouse Hobbs was throwing him all over. He was doing Cage dirty. Christian Cage picks up the victory. It looks like we're going to have Cage also feuding with Team Taz because next Ricky Starks comes out. Taz is on commentary talking shit about Christian Cage. So I don't know if down the line we get Christian Cage teaming up with Hangman Page to go against the Team Taz. But either way, Christian Cage looked really good in this matchup and I can't wait to see where they go with him here because they continue to build him up. And also, shouts to Powerhouse Hobbs. Powerhouse Hobbs definitely looked like he belonged in this matchup, too. Main event time, TNT champion. We got the two homegrown talents that are making airwaves here in AEW. We got Darby Allin versus Jungle Boy, and this was a really good matchup here. I love the fact that they capitalized on their big rating last week by showing their two top homegrown talents in this ring, and they tore it up. Jungle Boy, many times in this matchup, could have won the champion. Darby Allin, 
has just been on a complete tear as of late. There was a point in this matchup where Sting and Luchasaurus get into it. They start fighting to the back. Just craziness. Many times in this matchup, I thought Jungle Boy was going to pick up the victory. But at the end, Darby Allin does win the matchup. He shows respect to Jungle Boy. At the end, Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page, they come out. They attack Darby Allin and Jungle Boy. Which means Lance Archer comes out and makes the save, which was pretty interesting. And then Sting evens the odds with the baseball bat. We go off the air with Sting, Archer, Darby Allen, and Jungle Boy all in the ring. Really good dynamite. I'm giving this show 4 out of 5. There was not one point in this dynamite where I thought it was dull, slow, or just wasn't connecting. Everything here connected with me. I really enjoyed it. Wasn't a perfect show, but definitely was one hell of a show. So, a great victory here for AEW Dynamite. Like I said, this show picked up another million viewers. A million point one, I believe the number was. So they are on a really good track. Hopefully the number continues to grow. And I think that, you know, just to give my little my little opinion about the ending of the fight for Wednesday night, which basically I thought would end the show because this show was all based off NXT versus AEW. NXT and AEW was more detrimental to each other by being on the same night than being on a separate nights. We see that NXT's numbers are skyrocketing, well, not skyrocketing, but they're definitely rising. And AEW's numbers are rising a lot as well. So all that was happening during the Wednesday Night Wars these past two years was basically the crowd was split and each show suffered because of it. Now we're going to get to see the true potential of these shows being on individual nights and having that, that space to let the show breathe. Like I said, it's not a competition anymore, so you do not have, oh, well, if they're doing this, we got to do this. Oh, if they're doing that, we got to do that. You know what I mean? So very interesting to see where these things go. I'm really excited. This has been the fight for Wednesday night, which, by the way, I'm probably going to have to change the title to the show because there's no more fight for Wednesday night unless AEW does the whole WWE route and they say, well, we're in competition with everything. We're in competition with movies, TV shows, reality shows. Which, you know, I always thought was a BS excuse. But anyway, this is the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. I am Mike De Niro, and I hope all you guys have a great, great week. Make sure to tune in on Sunday night on Instagram. I will be letting you know whether we are going to be going forward with the Fight for Monday Night, going forward with This Is Extreme, or are we going to be changing those shows up and we're going to be talking about something else because Peacock doesn't like the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. We will see. Make sure to tune in on Thursday, though. We're going to be talking about TNA Impact, Turning Point 2005, Stack Show. Tune in. Have a great weekend. Stay blessed. Stay safe. Take care. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy, as Supreme Court Justice, Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 